it's good to have, you know, I don't know how many like reading, obviously I know a few people who like reading and like writing, uh, um, but it's always good to get a new chapter, you know, to, you never, I never feel comfortable about just stopping halfway through a chapter, it's always nice to get to the end of that chapter and start a new chapter, and I know that for many, many people, uh, January the 1st would have been a new chapter in the sense of it's a new year and, uh, and people, some people, make new resolutions and all those sort of things around new. But I want to say this morning that today, it's January the 8th, and January the 8th, it's not January the 1st, but today can be a new chapter for anybody and everybody here this morning. Because God, the God that I have come to love and serve with all my heart, I know that he is interested in every single person here this morning. He, you know, I, I for one anyway, I would be ashamed if all the problems and the difficulties that I've encountered and all the things where I've been wrong and my failures and, and weaknesses, if they all came up on this, on this screen uh, today, I for one would be ashamed. But you know, God knows every one about them. He knows every one of those areas. And yet, this morning, he still loves me. He still loves me. And I guess I'm not just the only one. And I want to tell you, he still loves you this morning. And I believe that God this morning um, has a plan for every person in this service. God has a plan. He has never lost friends without a plan for your life. Even when we, even when we tripped up, even as Nathan was speaking, even at times when we've fallen, God is ready to pick us up and to put his plan for our lives into action that will impact us, and as I prayed, impact others for him. And I believe this morning that God gave me a word some time ago um, that he is he is going to do something new amongst us. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are entering into a new chapter within our lives as individuals and within our life as a church. I've got quite a lot of reading. I, I was going to say, I, I'm sorry I've got a lot of reading, but I'm not sorry because it's the Word, isn't it? Yeah. And, and this Word is powerful and and, and I believe that as we read the Word, the Word, which is alive, can get hold of us. And it can touch our lives and the things that you might find difficult. Suddenly, the Word can set you free. Hallelujah. So, uh, we're going to read uh, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua is a real exciting book, I think. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, we're reading from the New International uh, version, excuse me. Oh. Uh, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory 
will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all, sorry, all the Atite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Next. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Praise God. I'm just going to mention that I've got a number of passages, as I said, and in some of those passages I'm going to pause to really to seek to bring something that I believe the Lord has particularly laid upon my heart. But this morning, friends, I believe what God is saying to us is that he is raising up a new generation of men and women of all ages who will move into all that he has promised. Now, when we hear about God doing something new, when we think about new beginnings, there is a dangerous assumption to think that what has gone before wasn't that good. But that's not necessarily true. He's not saying, what, 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 what God is, is saying this morning is, it isn't about that what has gone before wasn't good. It's that God always wants to build upon what he has done. He's, as I said right at the beginning, he's never ever without a plan and a purpose for every one of our, our lives. What has gone before, friends, in our lives our lives as individuals and our life as a church was right for its time. What has gone was intended to prepare us for what is to come. Hallelujah. The children, the, the scripture tells us about the children of Israel. The children of Israel, God said to them as they were entering uh, this new chapter within their lives, I'm going to tell you, he said, you're going to live where you didn't build the houses. You're going to eat where you didn't plant the crops. You're going to enter into something that you have not laboured for, but I have prepared it for you. He's going to do something new. In John, in John, 4, uh, John 4 and verse 38, Jesus said similar things in actual fact to his disciples. He said, I'm, going to, I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out and um, you will receive where you didn't labour. You will, you will see fruit where you didn't bestow the labours. Other people have laboured before you and you are entered into their labours. I believe, friends, that uh, J28 Church or whatever names we've been under in the past, this place that God has sanctified, these people who God has set apart, I believe that we have a legacy 
to touch multitudes and multitudes of people for Jesus Christ. I believe, friends, that all the labours from when a young man called George Aldershaw felt the call of God upon him to come to this place and to start to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that God has seen all that labour of the past and I believe, friends, with all my heart that God is wanting and desirous and intent to see that we enter into those labours. We will, friends, we will see fruit where we, where we have not bestowed the labour, but others have laboured, others have prayed, others have witnessed, others have, I use the word correctly, others have laid their lives down. I don't mean physically they've died for it, but they've died to their own interests that we might enter into their labours. Hallelujah. And this is what, this is what... Um, here, the children of Israel uh, were going to do. And so as we, as we think about Joshua, and we think about the call of God that is upon his life, he's moving on, he's taking over from the man Moses. And I just want to, I just want to share a little bit about this man Moses for our learning. Uh, for our encouragement, for our inspiration this morning. So if we turn please to um, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, as many of you will know, but if not, just to say, Hebrews chapter 11 is a wonderful catalogue of men of faith, men who believe God, men who put their lives on the line to step out um, and to move out just as actually God was encouraging the children of Israel on this particular day that we read about on Hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to start at verse 23 by faith Moses parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict by faith, Moses, um, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace uh, for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. God called Moses. What a man. A man of faith. All those things he did. He did, and faith, the scripture tells us very clearly, faith comes 
by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Moses stepped out, friends, just as way before the patriarch Abraham done, Moses stepped out on the word from God. Word from God. You say this morning, you're expecting me, you're expecting us to step out on a, on, on, on a word, a word from God, a word from, it says Moses saw him who was invisible. Hallelujah, what a, what a relationship that was. Friends, what I'm saying this morning is when we, friends, receive the word of God, when we know the rema, the, 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 the word of God for our time and day and generation, we can stand upon it. We can step out upon it and God will not let us down. Hallelujah. He will not let us down. I am, but you know, what is incredible, I'm just catching up with, with my place. What is incredible is that God called Moses from the womb. From the womb. Says that when he was born, his parents saw there was something different about him. There was something special about him. What I want to say is, from his mother's womb, friends, God had laid his hand upon this little boy, little babe, called Moses. And I want to say, I, when I was putting this down, I just felt prompted by the Holy Ghost to say, this morning, that there are men, young men and young women, in this church, who God has called from their mother's womb. There are men and women, young, maybe at this moment just young boys, teenagers or, or 20s, or, but God has placed his hand upon you from your mother's womb. And I want to encourage you this morning to pursue God. Pursue the calling that is upon your life. Uh, don't let anything come between it. Don't let anything. And, and, and at times, friends, discouragements and, uh, uh, may come into your life. There may be decisions made outside of of your will that may affect that calling but I want to say to some perhaps only to one person this morning but to but to others pursue the call that God has upon your life don't let it go scripture tells us that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance in other words what that saying is God does not change his mind friends if God called you when you were a young boy, then God calls you today. Don't walk away from it. But I believe also that just as God calls individuals, he calls a group of people who have come together who declare their love and their honour to he who has saved us. God puts his call there as well. And I believe, as I've already said, that God's call is upon this church and yet having left having left um, Egypt where Moses was raised as we just read there Moses was raised as a as a prince but having left Egypt he spent the next 40 years in the wilderness looking after sheep and God confirmed his call 
God continued to confirm his call, just as I believe this morning God is confirming his call to individuals here. For 40 years, he learned to be a prince, and in the wilderness, for 40 years, he learned to be a servant. He learned to be a servant. You will note in the scripture that we read there from Joshua, you will note that when God spoke to Joshua, he referred to Moses as his servant, as his servant twice, in actual fact. Moses, my servant. He refers to Moses as a servant. Thank God, friends. Thank God that through the blood of Jesus Christ, through what we sang about there, the redeeming blood that he shed for each and every one of us, every one of us has become sons and daughters of the living God. Hallelujah. We have become children of the Almighty by his act. But this morning, friends, he is looking for servants who weren't born servants, but servants by choice. Men and women, yes, who are sons and daughters, but men and women who will choose to be servants of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Moses developed a relationship with God that I believe few have ever known. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse uh, reads, No prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. All those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all the officials and to his whole land, for no one has ever shown the mighty power of performing the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Moses spoke to God face to face. You imagine that. Moses spoke to God. When, when Miriam and Aaron were arguing about Moses, when they were actually uh, gossiping about Moses, um, God called them all three in front of him. And he said, I speak to Moses face to face. Face to face. What a relationship. That is the relationship, I believe, friends, brothers and sisters, that God is intent in bringing us into. He spoke to God face to face. He saw, he saw the glory of God as God in all his fire and radiance and glory uh, passed, passed by him. He saw miracles. You think about the miracles that Moses saw. He saw miracles on a national scale. He saw, he saw miracles that affected the whole of Egypt. He led, and I don't know when you read the word, whether, whether you do what I do, but I just try to really grasp something of of where the word is and what is happening at that time when I'm reading the word. And, and when we often read about, about Moses leading the people out of Egypt, you know, it's difficult to just picture how many people. But we're talking about over two million people moving 
out of Egypt. Moses leading over two million people. Now, I have difficulty thinking about, you know, several hundred. It's great to see, I think, you know, perhaps 200 or so people here this morning. But you think about <laughs> two million plus people. And I thought, how can I try and get hold of, of how many two million people are? Well, if you take the whole population of Birmingham, or Birmingham, <laughs> if you take... No, it's terrible, so forget it. Uh, if you take the whole population of Birmingham, that's about 1.1 million. That's everybody from Birmingham coming out of their houses. 1.1 million. Then you've got to double it. That's the sort of people that were coming out of Egypt. And God has placed it into one man, friends. Placed the burden into one man to lead them. Oh, that this morning, friends, as we consider this new chapter in our lives, oh, that God might give us visions for the multitudes. For if one man, friends, one man can lead two million, you know, as somebody once said, and I forget the person, but you know, one man with God is always a majority. Hallelujah. There he is, leaving, leading two million. And of course, now we're coming to Joshua, and it's about the same number of people um, that were coming out, uh, coming out of the wilderness and going to be entering the promised land. Again, over uh, two million people. And yet, when it came to entering the promised land, Moses and Aaron missed it. They missed it. I mentioned when I was preaching here on the 18th of December, just before Christmas, you know, that God's purpose is for every one of us to enter in. God's purpose is for every one of us to follow him. God's purpose is for every one of us to know the fullness of all that God has in store for his people. And I believe, I believe it was always the purpose for Moses to lead those people right through into the promised land. But he missed it. He missed it. And there, friends, is a, a sobering for every one of us this morning. I'm going to read from the New King James Version in Numbers 20, and we'll understand a little about what happened. And, and I'll just interject as we, as we read these scriptures. Uh, starting at verse 10, says, And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. What? Just to explain a little bit, the children of Israel had been grumbling, moaning, complaining, because, well, two million people and there wasn't any water. Um, but, you know, they, these people had seen God work as much as Moses had, and they shouldn't have been moaning. But, but God said, I'll give, I'll give you water. Moses, I will give you water. Um, I, I want you to speak. Important that. I want you to speak to the rock. And out of the rock, there will come water. 
they gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, this is Moses speaking, Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? There are a few things I just want to stop and pause there. And that is, that first of all, friends, God never gave Moses permission to call his people rebels. God never gave Moses permission to call those who he had brought out of Egypt rebels. We need to, we need to think, friends, how we talk when we're thinking about the people of God. When we're thinking about the church of Jesus Christ. When we're thinking about those who God has redeemed through his blood. We need to be careful. He never gave Moses permission to call them rebels. And then also, he says, must we bring water from the rock? Moses, let me tell you, Moses couldn't have brought water from that rock. Impossible. We need to be careful, friends, as God begins to move in this church and through this church, that all the glory goes to him. Because we can of ourselves do absolutely nothing. Nothing. We, we can't, just as Moses could not bring water out of this rock, we, friends, cannot see, we cannot of ourselves see a soul saved and set free. We can't, friends, we can't lay our hands of our own ability and see the sick healed, but God can. And, and, and all God needs to do is to speak. All God needs to do is to speak. And that's what, that's what God said to Moses. I want you to speak to the rock. And so the third thing, the third thing where he messed up, both Moses and Aaron, they struck the rock twice. He should never have struck the rock. God said, speak to it, not strike it. And because of that, they didn't go in. Verse 11 says, Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. You, somewhere, friends, somewhere Moses doubted. Somewhere he missed it. And what an incredible repercussion upon his life and upon that of Aaron. And you know, there will be times with every one of us when sometimes we doubt. When God, when God asks us to do something or, 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 or somebody gets up here and says, this is, what, this is what we're believing for as we come to Vision Sunday on the 22nd uh, and, and, and the, the vision that the, 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 the ministry and leaders have, have for this church as that is laid out to every one of us, friends, there may be areas where you might doubt about it. 
And to some degree, sometimes that is understandable. I, don't, I believe sometimes, friends, part of getting through into all that God wants us to be and do, sometimes we have to confront doubt and overcome it by the blood of Jesus Christ and by his power. But I want to say this morning, there is a difference between doubt and unbelief. This is what I mean, because I know that the two sound very much the same. There's a difference, friends, when we feel we're struggling with something and doubting um, uh, about something than when we say, I'm not going to believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe God wants us to do that. It's different. It's even more, even more important and even more serious when that unbelief is shared between other brothers and sisters. And God, God saw that when Moses and Aaron didn't do what he had commanded them to do, they did not honor him. And, and whatever was there would affect all those millions of people. And God doesn't want that, friends, for us. He wants us to be people who advance and advance with him. So we need to be careful. When we might struggle about something, yeah, you know, we're here as ministry and leaders, we're here to help you, but be careful that you don't spread unbelief through the camp. So God says to Joshua, I'm coming right back to our scripture uh, where we are. God says to Joshua, Moses is dead. Get ready to move. It was time to cross into what God intended for them. Forty years had passed, and now it was time for them to enter into all that God has promised them. This morning, I want to encourage us, friends, that God will always finish what he starts. God will always finish. God will, if God has begun a, a, a work in you, then he will bring it through to completion. If God has promised you things in your life and you know it to be of God, then keep trusting him. God will finish what he has begun. Hallelujah. Even when we want to stay still. Even when we want to stay where we are, God will, will somehow, friends, move upon our hearts to do uh, what he wants to do. The adult men who left Egypt had died in the wilderness. And for the generation of children who came out with them, who were born in the wilderness, it was time for a new chapter. A new leader appointed by God. A new land. A new strength. A new relationship with God that would need all of what they had known before. All that they had seen, friends, would, was all coming to fruition in the new chapter that God was bringing into their lives. But I want to say this morning that new chapters, new beginnings, come with new challenges. New challenges. The River Jordan at this time, you imagine two million people on this side Jordan and they're going to be crossing over. And you know, it's just, it's just like God. 
He plans it right at the time that the Jordan is in flood. It's just, it's just breaching its banks. And God is saying, now's the time to cross over. Move out. Move forward. First challenge. The Jordan is in flood. New challenges. The giants that they saw 40 years before, the giants are still there. There's places like Jericho is going to be the first city they come across and it's reputed that the walls seem as though they ascend to the heavens. But God is saying, I want you to go forward. And there will be there will be challenges, friends, as God calls us to go forward. There will be challenges for us as a church together and as individuals. But I want to encourage us this morning, just as the words, the words that God spoke to Joshua, he is speaking to us this morning. Be strong. Be courageous. Because with new challenges will come new blessings. New blessings. You can't have the two you can't have, have, have the blessing without the challenge. The challenge brings the blessing. This is what, this is what uh, God says to Joshua. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, I'll give you those places. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. The promises of God, friends, did not die with Moses. It's important. And as we move into something new, a new chapter, friends, the, the promises are still the same. They are yea, and they are, amen, they are amen. He says, your territory will extend. God, I believe, was seeking to enlarge all that we have and all that we, ha uh, that we are. His promises will mean divine protection and victory. It says that when they were there, friends, up until that point, they had known the fiery, the fiery pillar and they'd known the cloud of God's presence. But now, friends, he was going to walk with them like they had never known before. Where can we go, the disciples said. When people were leaving, when people were leaving Jesus, and Jesus said, are you going to leave me as well? They said, Peter says, well, where can we go? Where can we go? For only you have the words of eternal life. As God, friends, leads us forward, as God takes us into this new chapter, as individuals and as a church, I want to tell you, friends, there is nowhere else to go than in his presence. Challenges will mean new standards. New standards. Not legalism, but loyalty. Not a set of rules, but a love relationship with Jesus. It's what he is calling us into. After six years, in the seventh year, we read, friends, we read that they had 
taken the land that God had promised them. Joshua had moved over the Jordan and they had taken the land. But what they learned, what they learned in that time, friends, was this. They learned to cope with victory and they learned to cope with defeat. And the two, friends, we need to learn the two. Sometimes our victory can be our weakest time. And that's what happened with the, with the children of Israel. They'd seen in fantastic victory at Jericho. But then, because they'd seen that victory, they said, AI, no problem whatsoever. And they went and they were completely defeated because there were new standards now for them. And as God is bringing us into all that he wants, friends, he wants us to grow in our relationship with him. Not in the set of rules, but in our relationship. You see, what God is wanting to do, what God has begun in our lives, is he has, he has placed his law and his nature within our heart. He's not given us a paper with a set of rules on, but he's laid it within our heart and within our, our lives. And, and friends, just as, just as they moved on, just as it came after that seven years, and Joshua was now in a place where he was ready to pass it on to a new chapter, he called, he called the children of Israel together. And he said to them, I want to reaffirm all that God has promised to you, all that God is wanting to do, all that he has done. And he said, I want, you know, God is saying, serve me. Serve me with all your heart. And if it seems a hard thing for you to serve me, then, then don't serve me. This morning, I believe that as we as a church move into a new chapter, God wants to reaffirm his commitment to us. And he wants us to reaffirm our commitment to him. Our commitment to him. Joshua said, if it's hard for you, I just want to tell you, as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And this morning, I believe that God wants to see that in all of our hearts. We're not going to, I'm not going to make, you know, some altar call this morning, but what I am, uh, I'm going to pass on to Nathan in a minute because there may be people who have never made that commitment. And all that I've talked about this morning about the church, you're, you feel as though you're way outside of that. But God this morning is calling people in. And for you this morning, just as for us, as we move into this new chapter, for you this morning, it can be a new chapter. It can be a new beginning. It can be a new start for you this morning as well as for us. And, and you can join us as we step out in faith to see all that God is wanting to do. So just in closing, to every one of us, be strong. Be courageous. Settle it in our heart that our loyalty is to God. Push past the doubts that will try to prevent us. And together, together friends, 
let us go forward into this new chapter.